Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Nick Bugastad. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks. Which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Episode 121 of the Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkers. Joining me each week, Ark. He sure was robbed. This is Stephen Woach to us. <laughs> Way to hang in there, Crystal Tang. This is Bill Fougere. Just sit right back down, Ilya. This is Nick Larita. <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing for the guys in the sub. <laughs> no? Oh, too soon? Wow. No. Too soon? Too, really? Too soon? No, Duh. not really. Not have, for this Have you story. not been on Honestly, Honestly, I don't think it's too soon. Okay, they put no, themselves in that grave, exactly. And it, it they're it costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars a ticket. Okay, I mean the only people who are going this thing are one guy was a billionaire and dragged his son to it. The other guy and the other the, those two people I think were also probably millionaires. I don't really remember their circumstances, but who cares, man? Like they didn't die horrific deaths. They just you know imploded immediately. In a situation like that, can you go, yeah, but the bodies aren't even cold yet? <laughs> oh, no, oh, they're no, cold. Because they oh, they're, 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 they're cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were, they were not cold to mention, before imploded. Not to mention that the, they, if you looked in, you read into this, this company, they fired the guy that was like the operations manager for year, for earlier, a few years back. And because he basically was like, hey, this is uh, not a good idea. You're making this shell out of, you know, a material that is not meant to, it's basically going to have uh, small defects in it, in the, the hull that will effectively, over time, we don't know how long, over time, it will, you know, crack. And they're like, we're just going to put uh, sensors on it, and we fired that guy. And the <laughs> sensors are going to tell us when it's going to crack, and we'll just come back to the service. When <laughs> that is basically, you know, when James Cameron, who's basically, you guys know who he is, he made Titanic and all these yeah. movies. He's, all of his movies are in the water because he's basically become obsessed with water. He has one of the only vehicles that can get down to the Marina Trench and has visited, I think it's Marina Trench, I could be wrong, but has gone down to see the Titanic a number of times. And even he comes, goes, hey, listen, by Monday, when this all had happened already, I reached out to the, the community and we all concluded the same thing, that basically they imploded on the way down. We couldn't say anything because, you know, we look like assholes. So we waited till afterwards to say something. But there was a loud bang heard by the Navy. We all in the, in the community knew about it. And basically, this guy is an idiot who designed this whole thing because he should have used steel. It was cheaper. It made sense. But he had to go this all route. And we all in the industry all thought he was crazy. And here, look at that. Six or seven dives, and it's all of a sudden gone. Why didn't they just use that uh, that that liquid that they put on the, the screen? That they made the boat out of? What's that? The flex seal. Why didn't they just use that stuff? Probably doesn't do well. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm, that's not my field. Why would I do that? Why Ask James Cameron next time you talk to him because I'm. It sounds I, like I'm you're sure pretty good friends with him. I'm still so, future friends. We talk about knowing that. what you know now. Would you rather go to the bottom of the ocean in a submarine or to the moon or Mars? Which would you rather do? Um, uh, I have no interest in the bottom of the sea, to be quite f- frank, <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I would say yeah, take the, me to space. I'd, I'd say the moon as opposed to Mars. Closer. The moon seems like a safer bet right now. You get yeah. that good view of Earth. Yeah. You know, Mars is just it's just Earth is just going to look like a star. A Plus, I'd be the first one up there. I'd be the first one up there since the moon landing was fake. Yeah, I mean, if you just go into Mars now, it's like shitty Earth. Like you get <laughs> there, you're like, wow. Sweet. Wait, what we did something. Now? Are we going to get into fake moon landings now? No. Let's, <laughs> What's fucking, uh, no. What kind of podcast is this? Let's is? roll it over. <laughs> this is all the content we got, boys. Uh, let's have fucking Biz Nasty on, on the fucking podcast. He couldn't be. Oh, he's just, it's it's just. So we're, we're watching and recording during the NHL award ceremony. First off, the award ceremony is just in unwatchable in Nashville. I guess it's it's watchable if you really really like country music. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Nope. <laughs> no. No. Uh, and and you're a big fan of the pregame um, 
uh, what is that? The hosts? The, yeah, well, yeah, but it's um, the in-show or the in-studio hosts, uh, Lee McHugh and Biz Nasty. I mean, there is, it's... Double yuck. Uh, God in heaven. So it's let me let me give let me give my observation here. Please. Usually it takes about a good 10 to 12 years for somebody's on-air personality to elevate itself to character level. Right? I feel like Oberman, you know, he did his thing on ESPN on SportsCenter and it took about 10 years until he was just a character of himself. And the same thing with like John Sterling, you know, after a certain point, it gets to be just overly goofy. Like he's going over the top. Biz has done that in under two years. I mean, you know, he has to, right? Or he feels like he has to, because he's like. But he doesn't. That's the whole thing. He doesn't have to, but he's doing it anyway. I, mean, I, I think that's I really to, who he is. I yeah, think I, I used to like Liam McHugh. I thought he was good, but ever since Ben's Biz has been on the the show, it, he's been just he brings everybody else down. He's got it because he's got to play into it. <sighs> it's it's upsetting. The whole thing with Frank Saravelli and then with with Connor Bedard. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. What would you you have a cup of coffee in the NHL? Anyway, well, we are one and two or one for three in, or now one for what? One for four now oh, for, for four. local, for local teams. The only possible well, saving pod, podcast teams. Yeah. A podcast, it, local podcast. I meant the same thing. It's, it's different. Okay. It's different. Hard tax insurance are different too. You're wrong. You're right. I am. <clears throat> so Chris Letang is the only one. Out of our team so far to win an award, and that was not even a. Is it a hockey related? It's a hockey related. Way to go, Chris! Way I to mean, almost die, but not die, and then just keep playing. That's that's how you win major awards. Congratulations on your perseverance. Gives it gives Nico and Jack something to you know set a goal on. Well, just to get hurt and just come get, back get and hurt and then come back and then you can win an award. Don't do a stroke though. You got to do something original. Maybe oh, like no. a kidney yeah. transplant. <laughs> like, yeah. it's nothing worse than copying somebody else. Sorokin lost the the Vesna to Allmark. Allmark. I, mean, I, think, I think that was clear the, number uh, two. Clear number that, two. 100, yeah. 127 points. Oh, that, that's useless. That's what I'm about. 22 first place votes to, and then 17 second place votes for, for, for Sorokin. So, uh, and then there was no, like, it wasn't really a, uh, a close third. It was really Hellebuck is basically an easy step down to third place. It was really an Allmark only winning this because Boston. I honestly don't think Allmark's that great. I honestly think this year is going to be that year where Allmark shoots up um, because of this. And then next year, Sorokin's still very good. Hellebuck should still be very good. Um, but I think next year will be back to the normal. Sorokin and Shitshurkin duo next year. Um, Boy, I don't I think Omar. So. <laughs> uh, he's a, listen. He's a good goalie. I think it's going to be the three Russians again next year. Personally, I think uh, the underrated <laughs> Vasilevsky. The under, underrated Vasilevsky. Coming right back. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, Jack Hughes loses the Lady Bing award to Anse Kopitar. Yeah, the, the award nobody gives a shit about. I, I really, I don't even know how you vote on that. How do you even vote on it? I think it's the least amount of penalty minutes. Do they go but by that anymore? I don't think so because like Jack, Gretzky, Datsuk used to win that all the time. They I think they only had two but... a year. Isn't it supposed to be like the sportsmanship award? So, like, I don't know. You do but how else do you measure it? I mean, if you pick up the puck for the refs, you know, yeah, after yeah. a stoppage in play or something. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> you give your stick to the disabled kids. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, know. <laughs> what, you, what exactly are we looking at? It's, it's just an award that should go away. Like He lost a whole sense. bunch of face-offs, so that should play in his favor. Right? Giving the other team possession the most, of the puck. The most giveaways in the league. Yeah, this I mean, should be the most giveaways, right? How do you, I don't know how you measure it, but whatever. And uh, Nico, he sure lost the Selkie to 
Patrice Bergeron, who just is, he's done, right? He's not coming back. Is he going to retire? Right? I, I, I feel like he's been about to retire for like five years. He hasn't made up their mind or his mind on what he's going to do, but there's. I, I hope for Nico's sake, he does. Not only for that, because it would also screw Boston over so bad. Oh, please. They just traded. Oh, are we going to the seven next, I guess? Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, we have we have an uh, an outline for an agenda on a very, very slow week for our teams. So knock yourselves out. No, really. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess we talk about that because that's the big trade today. Um, (laughs) Taylor Hall goes to on a 50% retainer, right? Was that yeah. what it was? No. Yeah. 50%? Oh, no, no. no there was, was no, full, there was full, no full, retainer. There was no retainer. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, salary and the, the, the rights to Feligno, for, the rights over to uh, to uh, Chicago, for two, the rights to two guys who are AHL players, apparently. I don't even know their names. And Feligno, they might retry to resign, but he's a UFA. And then you obviously have uh, what was it two or three years? I think it was two years left on Hall's deal at six mil a year. The interesting thing about this deal, aside from the fact that it's a complete dump of uh, of of uh, contract, the money, so about six million off the books for Boston, giving them you know f- complete freedom. So thanks, Chicago. Um, is that they didn't have to consult uh, uh, Hall in the deal because the the this the they, this wasn't one of the teams on the no trade clause, so they didn't have to be consulted for it. So they just see you later. And I guess that is how it works. But like it kind of is like, damn man, if you think about it, Hall went there because they're Boston, and he was he apparently took a slight you know a better deal or gave them a better deal because it was Boston. So he's like, I'm I'll I'll give them a. $2 million or a million dollars off my contract just to be in Boston. Now he goes to Chicago on his sixth team uh, in however many years it's been now since he's been drafted. Pretty much on the worst team in the league probably next year. He'll get to play with Bedard, obviously, but that's uh, – No, Philly's, Philly's going to give them a run for their money for the worst team in the league next year. Sorry. Especially yeah, with the deal right. that they're trying to pull off and all the salaries that they're trying to dump too. And you know what? If I was Tory Krug, I wouldn't want to go to fucking Philly either. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck, Fuck the Flyers. For real. But I mean, now you the, say gives Boston freedom, but Boston's at it gives them flexibility. I think. I does it though. They have ten million, eleven million dollars in cap space, and they've only got fourteen players signed. So you need to sign at least six players with ten million dollars. Well, they got two from Chicago that they'll resign pretty cheap. <laughs> I was, mean, including your captain. I don't know, man. Well, Swayman, I think they the right move here is they trade Olmark away and Resign Swayman for less than Omar. Omar uh, Omar's making five million a year for two more years. He doesn't. He's capped, so you know he doesn't have. They don't have. It's not a killer thing, but he's not going to be better than this, in my opinion. I think you trade him now. You know, wins the Vesna. He has. He's a uh, some sort of no trade clause uh, modified. So, but you get it. Get anything you can get for him right now. I you have a guy that's twenty four in Swayman. He's looks probably about the same as Olmark. Both played well in the same system. I don't think it matters, but at least with Swayman, he's RFA. He'll resign for, you know, probably a decent bridge deal. You could probably sign him for, you know, maybe, maybe you get him for like a four or five year deal, you know, at a good price. Cause they think, you know, maybe, maybe he's like, okay, well I'll be the one, a one B with Olmark sign him long-term as best you can here. Buy as many as UFA deal years as you can, get rid of Olmark, and there's your window. You have him for at least this period of time, and then you can, you know, potentially, you know, move maybe somebody else. Maybe well, they were, also, they were also they were also they were also said to be in talks with uh, an extension for Batuzzi. But if if Krejci and uh, Bergeron don't come back next year, what type of system are you going to be running in Boston? Well, it's not Krejci. It's Bergeron. 
Well, yes, but both of those guys have the potential for not coming back. And there's your one and two centers. Yeah. Yeah, You're not kidding. (laughs) What did Bergeron play last year for? He played for Boston. Yeah. No. Very good, Bill. <laughs> you're not the best for, for you're best for a reason, Bill. His right. his his, his, his AAV was five million, but his cap it was only two point five because of the injury. So what if he comes back for like two point five for a year? Some crazy. Why would he do that? He loves because Boston. he's a fucking asshole. That's why. Yeah, that's too. He's a fucking no, asshole. You know why? Because he wants to win another Selkie trophy. That's why. Because yeah. he wants to win the cup again. There's no reason to come back and win another Selkie. He's got six. He doesn't need to win. He wants to win a cup. That would be the only reason he comes back. And if he comes back to try and win a cup, he's already made his money. He's going to come back for cheap, and it's going to be everyone's going to be pissed because he's a Selkie winner at 37, and everybody knows if he comes back. He's going to win the Selkie again. He's going to be a dominant player, and he's going to do it for, like, some stupid amount of money that everyone's going to be pissed about. So prepare yourself, boys. Just make it the league minimum then. Don't even sign for the 2.5. Just do the league minimum. He, if he does, the league should reject that fucking deal. Oh, man. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh man, that would be just the opposite of the tank. They'd be like the, the like just bring all your best players here. Move. That's like the super team move. And now it's no, we're not there yet. I have no idea oh. what's going on today. <laughs> you know, even, I have no idea. We're not even close to that. What's, we're five minutes into the show. All right. What do we need for your draft team? What do you need? This this draft is coming up this Wednesday. Nobody gives a shit about these awards. What do you guys want to see on your team draft day? When 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 are we? What what number are the Rangers drafting? Twenty three, I think. I think twenty three. Uh, look, I, w- I would say 14. I would say I would say best player available. But if you, if you got a uh, you got a right wing or a center sitting there. I, I think you got to pull the trigger um, who's at least halfway decent uh, and halfway up your draft board. He may not be the, uh, the number one guy or the best player available at that point in time, but if there's a center or right wing there. I think you got to pull the trigger. So yes, that's Rangers at 23. Yeah. Uh, Penguins so you're looking for a center. 14, a center or a right wing. Okay. So what the Billy. Penguins can really use is, um, is uh, everything <laughs> when you th- I, I hear think you guys about, need a defenseman when you think about that you know anybody that they draft at 14 if he's going to make it in the nhl at all ideally we hope he does you know it's it's at least two three years down the line what's the state of this team going to be you know with crosby two years old and malcolm two years older i mean hell they can they get a first like a first line all-star center at number 14 in a couple of years Probably not. Maybe weirder things have happened. It's a first round pick. It could happen, but shit, they need it, it all. Man. They, they need is it two thousand three? Bill? No, it's not. They need literally everything. So, uh, and yeah, and nothing that they, nobody that they draft is gonna is gonna help this season, next season for sure. If he about the season after that, even if he's tracking to be a good player, even if he's tracking to, to, to get to the NHL, it's gonna take a few years. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So basically, best player on the board. Go for it. You yeah. Know. Is this just like go for the home run guys that would be impacts two or three years, four years from now? Because I mean, everybody's old. There's this window is so tight. I don't see how they can do anything else but go for those home runs. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I don't know what they're, I don't know what you expect to find in, in, the, in the middle of the first round. A guy who's going to make an, uh, an impact anytime in the near future. It's, uh, That'd be pretty. Uh, that'd be a pretty decent magic trick. We'll see if. Uh, do you Dubis think uh, sleeve? Dubis will try to move up. Um, I I think you know, uh, if he does think it's somebody, only if he does think it's somebody that's going to make an immediate impact. Um, otherwise, I don't see uh, any reason to to trade away an asset. Or. More important, more likely, do you think that Dubas would move back in the draft, in this deep draft, to try and pick up a, a second rounder 
because they don't have a second rounder. They don't have a fourth rounder. Do you think potentially that might be more of the options that he goes with? I do. And I think, especially if that comes with, uh, if moving back in the draft comes with a player that he thinks he, he might be a good depth piece, like a, a, like even like a fourth line guy that could, that could pick up and play immediately. Yeah. I, I think that could happen. Yeah. I, that was uh, something that Garth Snow did when he came in his second year when, uh, when they, they really initiated the, the rebuild um, in 2008, he started moving back and pick and getting just accumulating draft picks. And it was such a good play. I thought it made so much sense because we ended up getting extra guys. We ended up using a bunch of those to draft uh, DeHaan, Calvin DeHaan next year, uh, trading up twice, which was a big, you know, a lot of big usage of those, those picks. But the point was previous year, he just kept doing that and moving back and grabbing picks and it just kind of snowballed. It wasn't as drastic as something that like the Coyotes did this past two years, I guess. But you know, it's been uh, <laughs> it was interesting. I love so, being okay. a guest on Nick's podcast. This is <laughs> this is a Nick cast tonight, baby. I love it. I get back on the draft. fucking thing. I get excited about the draft. So Nick's our be, draft really guru. So I have, by the way, I have I have a a a, um, a draft uh, ritual which I started doing with my buddy. Uh, Dan, back in um, I don't know, like ten years ago now. I think what kind of whiskey? <laughs> no, we did. It was funny. He, I found out he's a he's a hot, big hockey fan. He's a Rangers fan, of course. I and love so, him already. Yeah, you'd love him. He would talk your off, and yeah, he'd love it. But anyway, we um, he we, we just bought the first draft. We got together. We got a big ass bucket of chicken and you know a couple Pepsi's, and we just went to town, and Ooh. that became a ritual. It was just Fried chicken and you know whatever else you want, but just I'm assuming you mean on draft night. On draft night, we okay. watch the draft, yeah, make detail. fun of each other's draft picks. You know, I, I was at his house when when we we drafted uh, Tavares, and uh, also his house when the next year when we drafted Nita Ryder, um, and traded that. What was it? Was it the trade a year after? Two years later? It was like two years later. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's that's the that's the that's the ritual. So uh, on Wednesday, me and Ben are by ourselves. So I told him like, "Hey, we're getting a big ass bucket of chicken. We're sitting down and watching the draft. Or, well, I'll be watching it for three hours. Well, you watch for as long as you want, but as long as you'll tolerate." I could just see Nick with his fucking styrofoam board, you know, pegging pegging picks, you know, yeah, figuring out who can trade who to who for to move up or move down. <laughs> who's falling down the draft board? Uh, Amazing. Obviously, I wish I had more time to actually spend uh, to look at all the drafts, the 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 different uh, draftees this year. That'd be fun to do. I like watching stuff on all the the draft the, the prospects. I, but I bet what you really about. wish is that your team had a first round pick. Uh, yeah, I wish we had a first round pick for the last four years. But, <laughs> you know, that's been uh, uh, we're in the Lou <clears throat> phase of just not that opposite of that. So I'm hoping. As an Islander fan, hoping that we can move Josh Bailey before the draft or during the draft, get something for him. After watching uh, a couple of guys get draft, you know, traded for for basically nothing, uh, Alex Gallenchuk, uh went to uh, my favorite uh, game. To my favorite game. <laughs> Nick trying to pronounce hockey last names. It's so much fun. Is that was that supposed to be Galchenyak? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Was that, Galchenyak. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Ryan Johansson, and by the way, Ryan Johansson goes to the Avs for four for uh, eight million dollar deal, but he has normally, but they they're retaining fifty percent of that. So Ryan Johansson goes for over to Avs, become the to the second center there from Nashville. Um, that's a pretty good deal, but that's another place that Bailey can't go. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of concerned about that because we have to move him. He they already it's already been like. We didn't play him for a couple of games in the year. Missed out on playing a thousand game, a thousand game at the, at the at home. Both sides, Bailey and the and the and you know the front office are clearly not. They're going different directions. He has to be moved, and he's only got a year in this deal. It's not a, a bad deal. And he'll he can. I how, he'll go how old is Bailey? Thirty. That's well within Penguin range. We're gonna put him on a on a one <laughs> card. Yeah. We'll take him. We got the cap yeah. space, surprisingly. He's, we'll do it. He's ready to go. He's ready to go, man. He's uh, 
is this his last year as an Islander if, if he was going to play, but really they're going to move him. And they need the cap space to try and sign Engvall and a couple other guys. So that's going to be the move. But anyway, if Miles, we have a really shitty um, uh, pool of prospects right now. A couple of guys that are pretty good that look like they could be, you know, um, potential players but in the NHL, but I honestly, dude, there's, there's a lot of areas they need. So best player available um, would be the name of the game. Much like like Tom said, um, but we, we kind of need a, a a lot of help in areas. I think a forward's really a major need, in my opinion. They have guys that are kind of coming up and go and potentials, but no blue chip forward. And the defensive core on the team is pretty young, um, relatively. So I don't feel like that's as important to look at right now. And uh, I think that's really the, the major thing is a replacement for the center position or a wing that could be potentially a guy in a couple of years. So that's the Isles. Likewise, my team is on the outside looking in on the first round. Uh, if there was a wish outside of it being them trading into the first round uh, would be some sort of middle six uh, scoring winger. Uh, preferably with some size, preferably not Russian. As we always seem to find out, find these Russian guys that, just don't want to come over until they're 24, 25 years old. So that would be my wish list. Isn't that Holtz? Holtz was so what actually you, told. What you described exactly what uh, Holtz So was. Holtz isn't a two-line, uh, two-way winger. He's not, he doesn't play both ways. He's not really that defensive-minded. He's not also not that big. Uh, I just found out today there was an article in the Star-Ledger. Holtz was told it's make or break. This year. Really? Yeah. Either you're going to come to camp, uh, we're going to give you the opportunity, and you're going you're gonna to earn the spot, or you might be on the outside looking in. Can you play right wing? Like, he like does, yeah. in that boat, too. This is the year for Heedle, too. Oh, yeah. Heedle is a big, <laughs> big make or break year. Um, and actually, I heard they kind of warned Riley Walsh that he might be on the outside looking in at his during his exit interview and he got traded today yeah did he just get traded yeah (laughs) so now Now those two things those two things came out the last two days and i don't know if the walsh article was sort of like a precursor to the trade with management trying to say hey if we get this out there and then we trade them we kind of show that we stand behind what we mean. So maybe Holtz will take that as, oh, wait, these, these guys aren't fucking around. They mean what they say. I better get my ass in motion. And now it's time. Oh. We have nothing else to talk about. I really, I don't know, man. You we got nothing me. else. This Nick, is it. Nick, is there anything else on the agenda for your podcast? Well, they're doing the Willie O'Ree Award right now. Let's see who wins that. No. Nothing to talk about. I don't want to talk about Philly either. <laughs> no, I mean, I, uh, I don't. Jordan stalled back with Carolina. Eric Hollis. Eric Hollis signed a deal. You, know that, you want to talk about that? Interesting thing to, to, to note. There's been a stall in Carolina for something over like 20 years straight. Because Sir, Eric, Sir, Sir Eric got started. There, yeah. Yeah, it's been always a stall here. Now Jordan's going to be the, you know, here for a couple more, a few more years, and I don't know, maybe like Eric can pop one out and okay. have it be the next captain <laughs> of the Carolina. I don't know, man. It's kind of wild to think about, though. You're like, shit, man. They, they really have been here the whole time, and they're a captain too. So, yeah, cool beans, but yeah, I don't know. That's about it. And now it's really time. Do you think <laughs> that the um... With with contracts, that the no move clause should be held in a lot higher regard than a no trade clause. Because I mean, I I get Tory Krug doesn't want to go to Philly, and we all jokingly said we want to go to Philly, but we'd all go to Philly lovingly to be in the NHL. Um, but he controls his own destiny. He controls where he wants to go, right? And he's has he earned he's earned that right to do that. Do you think that 
GMs are just handing out no movement clause, or or do you think that the players are are kind of demanding these things? Where is it coming from? Is it coming more from the from the GM side, or is it coming more from the player side? No, I mean it would be coming from the players because Player. yeah, no GM is, is ever going to uh, just volunteer that. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to toss that in unless unless it's something that the player is is hinting that they want, you know, or, or, or flat out asking for it. Yeah. Right, but what what type? Of, I mean, because I don't know. Does Connor McDavid have a no movement clause? I think he does. Right. Do you do you have to be at a certain level to get a no movement clause in your contract? Or is this just like a perk or an add-on that a GM is going to give you to make you stay? Or yeah, something no you're going to request to stay? There's, I mean, yeah, there's if you're no... at... Go ahead. Edmonton, obviously you have a you can't leave clause for <laughs> You're trapped here, fucking clause. <laughs> they, they call um, Pierre McGuire to, you know, repel in from a helicopter you know, and fly and just, just half tackle him butt naked with oil all over himself. <laughs> Connor's Connor's no movement clause uh, triggers is, is triggered in the last four years of the deal. So he doesn't have anything right now. So he can right now he can thing. fully be, uh, well, actually we're in the last four years of the deal. Oh. The, the deal was signed in 2018, 19. So this season, never, next season, the year after that, they were never going to trade him. Of course not. No one would pay it. No one would pay the insane. It would be like, I don't even know what that trade would look like. That would be like Lindrosian, like when he was picked, when he was drafted. Something insane, like five first rounders. Yeah, it would be like eight players for one. All of our players that you want, whatever you want. Yeah. And if I was Edmonton, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Exactly. Historically, absolutely, I would do it. Historically, it it has worked out for the team that has traded that player. The Lindros trade tree is insane. If you go back and look at that tree, I I have all the things that came in. It's unbelievable. And that's the kind of trade that you'd have to make. And incredibly, that didn't happen for Gretzky. That happened for Lindros because of (laughs) all the hype on him. It was just a money move. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, I tried. I tried. But that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, now oh. it's time. There we go. For trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now, this is the wrong Bill. That was the best one by far. That was like a Vince McMahon esque. Wow. <laughs> Can you fire Bill now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. Um, after all these starts and stops, I don't know if I can get it up for a trivia question again. Well, let's, let's give it a try. Okay. It's called edging. What was the longest shootout in NHL history? The Hatfields and the McCoys, baby. <laughs> oh, that's not, not accurate. The Sittlers uh, and the I, Suitors. No, no. Uh, so, and, and so when I say the shootout, it, they're actually looking for a number of rounds. A number of rounds. Sixty-nine. Like <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would be long. That would be a long. It one. would. So forty. What, forty. No, not forty. No. Twenty. Boom! Nick got it. All right, we're done. What? No way. Twenty rounds. Fucking Christ, Nick. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. Jesus. I thought it was like Jesus Nick, Nick I'm nowhere or... near ready. Okay, Bill, just because I know it's in the trivia book. God what two it. teams were involved? Fuck. I did not have that in the trivia book. Who scored the <laughs> winning shootout goal? Uh that information is I could you know, if we go on to the next involved? segment, you can come back to me and I can tell you uh, what it was. What year was it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I am surprising the host of this podcast with a very special bonus trivia. What? A very special listener wow. submitted bonus okay. trivia. No, it's not the one. And this one is very difficult. I don't know if you guys are going to get it. Oh, no. Our listener was very excited uh, to give us this very difficult question. Okay. I know the answer, so I can't participate. The question is, in NHL history, 
which two brothers combined for most points scored? <laughs> Stall. Gunner, Gunner, uh, and Eric Stall. Now, again, very difficult question. The, the listener was very Jesus. excited with how difficult he believed this question was. Harry and Daryl Sittler. No, it's it's. I know it's a combination of Stall brothers, but I got to figure out which. Was it was it uh, Mark and Jordan? I'm gonna stall you right there. That's not them. No, because everybody knows it was Brett and Eric Lindros. Oh, so oh, there you go. No, not the Lindrosians. Oh, then it was uh, then it was Bobby and Brett Hall. They are father and son. Really? Huh. I'll be damned. You are proving this boy's point. No, we're treating you like Bill. No, yes, I know. Because it's the fucking easiest question ever asked. But we're going to play along with, with the little boy anyway. Uh, it was a little Mario and Claude Lemieux. No, no. Claude's mm. brother's name was Jocelyn. Chris and Peter Ferraro. I think they were a close second. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were close cousins. <laughs> Jack and Quinn Hughes. Oh. Will maybe never at one point ever, ever, <laughs> never be considered also on the list. Phil and Amanda Kessel. <laughs> Well, this isn't the hot dog contest, Bill. Come on. <laughs> like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Let's say the Richards. Oh, yeah. Henri so. and Maurice. No. The rocket and the pocket rocket. Could you imagine your name <laughs> being the pocket rocket, by the way? That's, in, that's in Tom's favorite toy. Age, yeah. In today's day and age, my God. After the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the pocket rocket was Tom's favorite. Why'd you have to, why'd, why'd you have to do so, that? Sorry. Uh, so not like I'm fucking up bringing up Voltron. Jesus Christ! Rude. Come on, man. We have to do that right now. Fucked up. Voltron, really? We brought so, the aircraft carrier. I don't want to hear his shit. Uh, Gordy Howe had two sons that played in the NHL. Mark yes, and Marty Howe. Again, How about them? Mark and Marty Howe. Brothers, yes. Not on the list. Ah. Uh, Oh, uh, Matthew and Brady Kachuk. God damn it. Did I read your mind? Awesome. No, almost, almost. Yeah, that's gotta almost, be almost. I was gonna say, no, Brady, very close though. Brady Kachuk, Chuck, and Wayne Brady. Oh, oh. no, not Wayne Brady. Oh. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and Wayne uh, Brady. Uh, it's gotta be Tom no. Brady, right? Tom Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Let's get this answer quick, and I have a bonus, bonus trivia oh, question. Bonus, bonus? Oh, honorable mentions. Or shall How I call many? it a boner bonus? <laughs> Ooh. Wayne and Harold Gretzky. Thompson? No, so close, though. His brother? What was his brother? It was named Brett. It was Brett, right? Brent. Brent. Bonus, bonus trivia. What's the second highest brother combination? Probably oh. wasn't the Are we, two brothers. brother combination or all brothers combination. Mm, I don't know what your question is. What? Like, is it the Sutter brothers? Is it like the <laughs> no, six no, Sutter just brothers? Two, two, brothers, two, two brothers, two brothers, two players, okay. two brothers, Sadine brothers. See, this one's more difficult. Mm. It's not, not the, the okay, if it's not Sadine's, then it's not. What's his name? Uh, was it anybody we mentioned already? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henri. Yes, it is, it is a, a set of brothers that have been mentioned already. Yeah, I, 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 I said the Richards already. 40, it is not 40, the Richards. Really? 40 and Mark? How? It is not the house. <laughs> you got to answer the same question. Brothers. Brothers? Brothers, yes. It wasn't brothers. the Lindros's. It was not the Lindrosses. Jordan and Eric Stalls. Uh, it is not the Stalls. They play in the 90s? 
<laughs> I believe they came up in the 90s. Were they uh, all-stars? No. no, they couldn't have come up in the 90s. Were they all-stars? Yes. Were be, they offensive? Of were they offensive forwards? Off. <laughs> this is the wrong fucking dickhead. <laughs> they were drafted in the 90s and made their debut in the 2000s. The Sedins? Yes, it was the Sedins. Nick hates them. Yes. Oh my God, does Nick hate Didn't them? Didn't I say the Sedins? The first it was the Sedin brothers. He's that was Nick's first guess when the second first fucking thing. Was, God yes. damn it. He said it, he Mike said Gardner. it was not. Adam Graves. So Adam fucking Graves. So the Gretzky's, the Gretzky's combined for 2861, Sedin's 2036. That's some good trivia. See, it's it's always better when you have all the information, too, to supply. By the way, 20 rounds, Florida over Washington. Nick Bugastad was the game winner in the 20th round. Oh my God, it's Bugastad, Nick! Bugastad. Bugastad. I love Bugastad. Buka, buka. See? Told you. Favorite game oh. ever. Favorite game ever. <laughs> he said And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four Friends of Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. Group will have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. All right. Tonight is a two. I'm looking for two names. What? Oh, no. I'm looking for two names. They both have to, they're both related to the draft. Okay, that's my only hint for you. Uh, every player We're so fucked. Almost every in. player was drafted. This player associated with the New York Rangers. No. This player associated with the New Jersey Devils. No. Player associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins. No. Is this player associated with the New York Islanders? Yes. Nick Our- Bugasad. <laughs> Were both of these players drafted by the New York Islanders? Yes. <laughs> Were both of these players drafted by the New York Islanders in the same year? Mm, no. <laughs> Were these players draft players drafted in the nineties? No. Players drafted in the two thousands. Yes. It was one of them, John Tavares. Yes. Ooh. All right. <clears throat> Is the other player Calvin DeHaan? No. Just figured that would be a good callback from before. The other, was the other player drafted in the first round? Oh. No. The other player A. A forward? Yes. Is the other player currently in the NHL? Yes. Player currently on the Islanders? Yes. Is it Josh Bailey? Josh Bailey? No. no. Is it Matt Martin? No. Marcel was number one, was first rounder. Goalie? Is that how, he hasn't been around that long, right? No. Casey Sezikis? No. Oh, Horvath? <clears throat> no. That pulls something out of their ass. Yeah, it's um, uh, a Pelic or a Pollock. Wal- Wallstrom. <laughs> no to both of those. <laughs> All right. Last guess. Scott Mayfield. And Benson, Bill. Two captains were drafted on this day. Andres Lee. Fuck. Andres Lee. Oh, 
Sons of bitches. So we got half a goal. Half a goal. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it was a two-man yeah. advantage. We got no goal. We're 15 for 30. Wait, wait, we got Whoa. one goal. What are you talking about? We got no goal. No goal. It was, it was a double minor. It's the NHL. It was a double minor. Upon further review, the puck did not completely cross the line. No goal. It was a double minor. So, all right. So, am I saying then 16 for 31? Yeah, I think that's more good. 16 for 31. Okay. <laughs> By your crazy, stupid math. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the state and see stomach. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Well, I'm here. We're saving calories. Round here. We all love so lean. here we enjoy Coke Zero. But sacrifice flavor, no. Round here, Coke Zero's the way to go. And this one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2012. Please go. April 25th, 425-2012. April 25th was a tuesday uh breakfast was a banana uh, lunch was half of a bologna and cheese and a can of coca-cola classic dinner was some pasta and eggplant parm also with a coca-cola classic and the condors lost that night five to four Oh, that was a tough one. I remember that game. Why did you pick Tuesday, Wednesday, April 25th, 2012? Obviously, that was the day that a man um, was cited at a Burbank Sears for simulating sex with a mannequin. A 55-year-old man was cited Tuesday for allegedly exposing his and simulating sex with a mannequin inside the Sears in downtown Burbank. Mateo Garcia um, was allegedly caught in the act by loss prevention officers at about 11.45 a.m. The man approached the female mannequin from behind, grabbed onto the mannequin, and was making inappropriate movements. Um, uh, adding that this took place in the women's clothing department uh and that the mannequin was fully clothed the female security store security guard told burbank police that garcia appeared to be inappropriately having sex with a store mannequin garcia was placed under citizen's arrest until police police arrived and cited him for allegedly exposing himself in public which is a misdemeanor by the way uh, he's scheduled to appear in L.A. Superior Court on May 15th. That's what happened. April 25th, 2012. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. So this is arrest was like just a made up thing by made up by Karen's. I mean, well, she I mean, if she's a female store security guard, is she really a Karen? Well, I don't I, I mean, she's got a reason to be, I suppose, but uh, I just didn't know that was a real thing. And when you put like somebody on like citizen under citizen's arrest, do you have to run around screaming citizens arrest, citizens arrest? Like how do you <laughs> yeah. do that? Like every <laughs> It was Bob Goldthwait who put him under arrest. No, that was they were citizens on patrol. What's the difference? What's the know, difference? Oh, look, Eric Carlson won the fight. I wanted to help you with your reference. You. Fucking horrible. Why don't you get traded somewhere? 50-year-old movie. 
what police academy yeah i feel like that's academy. it's not it's definitely not 50 years old maybe not 50 but it's up there no but it's it's 40 <laughs> yeah I think it's, 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 40 it's almost years. there jesus yeah holy fuck well the, the, the first one was but the fourth one i gotta say that's what 35 <laughs> not it not any better you were, were you still watching when we when we got around to Police Academy four? I watched five. That's <laughs> when I stopped. <laughs> That's when you stopped. What, was, Miami what was five? Uh, Police Academy in three D. No, that that was the uh, assignment Miami Beach. That was, was uh, Wayne Gretzky's wife was in it. Oh yeah, Janet Jones. I thought you were going to say that one was unwatchable. No, 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 no. The, the the next one was unwatchable. Was there a was a six. There was nine. Stop. What? City Under Siege was after Miami Beach. And then something about Russia and Moscow was. I feel like City Underwater would be a good one, too. No. Movie Underwater. Jesus. Fucking. James Cameron could direct it because he loves everything underwater. I mean, did they get that in the submarine? (laughs) See, Billy laughed. That's okay. More on this. <laughs> that was that was good. That was good. Next week we'll have more to talk about. A lot more to talk about. <laughs> I, God, I hope so. Sure will we were literally done in under in under fifty minutes? We're not done yet. In, you have to you have to tell him to do his thing. Oh, we're 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 totally <laughs> we're totally done. No, you got to do the thing with the thing to really wrap thing, it up. The thing with the right. thing. The thing. Right, it's gonna do it for us. Thankfully. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Twitter uh, at friends underscore rivals, um, Facebook, YouTube, friends and rivals podcast. While you're uh, on the Apple podcast, leave us a review. We'll read on the air. If you want to turn on notifications for our podcast. So you never miss an episode. Billy, say something. What do you? No, not, not after this episode. I'm not wasting one. Good call. Good call. All right. Then just, just sing us out then. Good call. <laughs> it was a disappointment. Oh, my friends. Yeah.